Hello everyone and welcome to Birthplace Studios. I am Tucker Paquette and here today I am happy and very excited to unveil the first episode of my podcast which will be called The Boston Beat. It will be a podcast centered upon Boston sports, and as the episodes progress, I will bring in various friends of mine and other people from campus to be guests on the podcast. So with that said, let's get right into it. And, and with this episode being the first episode of the podcast, it only seems appropriate that we start off by talking about by far on, on what is in my opinion, the most important story in town right now, and that is the New England Patriots. The once dominant New England Patriots, who are now seriously struggling as they are 2-9, and nine, currently hold the third overall pick if the 2024 NFL Draft were to take place right now. They'd have the third overall pick, which of course is a far cry and a stunning drop-off from where they, from where they, from where they, from where they normally, s normally sit in the standings at this time of year so so the goal uh, so the goal of this episode here here today is first to discuss the current team the current coaching situation as well as the current players on the roster and then we're going to move our focus into where the team can possibly go from here as they look to to obviously improve and get themselves out of this subpar to say the least spot that they currently find themselves in so 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 as has been w as as has been well documented over the course of of I'd say the past few years but but obviously has has reached a a tipping point this year the team's offense is just not where it needs to be at all and obviously that starts with with the quarterback spot and and 2021 first round pick 15th overall Mac Jones obviously he had a a what uh, what I would consider to be a strong encouraging rookie campaign and then and then that is just obviously in the past two years year and a half that has totally fallen off a cliff and he has gone from arguably one of the most most promising young quarterbacks in the league to now very safe to say one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league, regardless of age, contract, experience, etc., he is making bad decisions with the ball in his hands. He is throwing inaccurate passes with 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 poor mechanics consistently. He he has a a a newfound tendency to throw off his back foot and and. And obviously, anybody who's ever thrown a football before know, knows that when your feet aren't set, it is much tougher to to accurately get the ball where you want it to go. And and as it turns out, Mac has found that out this year, and 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 it's been poor results with that, I would say, obviously. And then and then 
on top of of the problems he's he's found he's found throwing the ball the more well documented concern with him going as far back as as his draft year coming out of Alabama was his his lack of mobility with his legs and his lack and his lack of ability to to extend plays outside the pocket, outside of structure, when he has a pass rush in his face and the play breaks down, he is, he's obviously, he struggled with that in college and he's continued to struggle with that now in the league. Um, and so it has just been a perfect storm with him and he, and he is obviously a significant reason for the team's struggles this year and for their continued downfall however he is not helped in any case whatsoever by the surrounding talent he has on the offensive side of the ball and I would start and and I'll start with the team's offensive line on that now the tackle spots are like not the tackle spots are not fantastic they have Trent Brown who is very inconsistent at that left tackle spot in some games, he has a fantastic ability to, to consistently protect to consistently protect Jones's blind side, and and he always has has his back, and he's had very good results keeping him upright. However, in other games, there have been various there have been various times where 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 Trent Brown is like like seemingly falls asleep and like pass in pass protection and heal and and the pass rusher will 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 get by him with great ease and that is the type of thing when you have a quarterback like Jones who's who's been struggling to begin with like certainly the most important spot on the offensive line is left tackle and it would also makes make sense to say the most important spot on the, on the entire offense for a quarterback who who has those issues is left tackle, and when the left tackle is 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 playing inconsistently and not doing his job on, on the play-to-play basis, it, it makes the quarterback's life even tougher. Now, the right tackle spot that position started off poorly this year too, be because they. They had Vidarian Lau in there, and and he struggled significantly early on in the season. But then, as the team started to to think about moving Mike Onwenu to a right tackle, who who was previously playing right guard as as well as some as well as some left guard, I believe it was right around week weeks like week six. Or perhaps weeks, weeks, uh, week seven, where he moved over to right tackle, and that move has helped stabilize the offensive line. Now, of course, it that that one switch did not yield perfect results by any stretch of the imagination. However, what that switch did do is stabilize one spot on the line, and and. And and when the offensive line for a team has been in a state of disarray, as much as it has been for the Patriots this year, even stabilizing one spot is a fantastic thing to be able to accomplish. Moving to the interior of the offensive line, they have 
rock solid league veteran David Andrews at the center spot who who is like way way who is way way down on on the list of this team's problems he is always in the right spot team captain he is just he is one of the few players on this year's Patriots team who is who is consistently playing well doing the right thing and and just knows their role and and is able to properly execute their role and then and then and then at the offensive guard spots Cole Strange has has significantly struggled now as many Patriots fans know in the 2022 draft the team the team moved back in the first round picked Cole Strange at at 29th overall and and fans were at the time very dumbfounded and upset by that pick be, uh, because in in many of the pre-draft reports Strange was seen as like a third round pick or so late day two pick perhaps even an early day three pick and so for Patriots fans and, and for Patriots fans to see Strange's name uh, uh, come off the board in the first round it was obviously a it was obviously a shock for them to see him pick s- so high in the draft, and 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 Cole Strange had had a decent rookie year, but his but this year for him has gone downhill. He has been he has been he has been at the scene of the crime for a for a good amount of the team's breakdowns and pass blocking run stuffs negative two yard runs more often more often than not from what I've seen when when the team has a missed blocking assignment or a blown blocking assignment and when that 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 results in a big loss of yards Cole Strange is almost always involved with that and so I think that is that is a a decent way to be able to determine that he's had a poor year and he is not doing not doing anything to really help the team's offensive line and then at the other guard spot uh at the other guard spot uh rookie city so has has been good for a rookie he obviously still has room to improve but for a player who is just in his first year in the league and has obviously entered a situation with a team's offense who is not who is not a good offense for him to come in and, and be able to do a decent job as a starting offensive lineman i do not believe that that is a small feat at all and i think he should be praised for that and and I believe it's fair to say that him, Andrews, and Mike Onwenu are have been by far the the three best offensive linemen on the team this year. And now, now that we've covered um, now that we've covered both the quarterback spot and the offensive and the offensive line, the third main issue with this team, obviously, as it has been for several years now, is the lack of dynamic. Is the lack of diamond is the lack of dynamic talent 
at, at the offensive skill positions, and, and in particular at the wide receiver spot. They have had... Uh, the team has not had a true number one wide receiver since, since I'd say since 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 Julian Edelman retired, and that's been a while. Obviously, that's been four, three, four years now. So, um, and and now and, and then you factor in the team has a quarterback like Mac Jones, who is not necessarily able to 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 elevate a team on his own and he is dependent at least at least somewhat on the talent around him to elevate him and when you give him a, a and when you give a quarterback like Jones a wide receiving corpse featuring guys who who best profile as as number 2, 3 or 4 receivers on a good team personally believe it's tough to expect a quarterback like Mac Jones in that spot to go out and do a good job on a week-to-week basis. And so and so with all that talk uh, about problems with the quarterback, with the O-line and with the wide res- and with the wide receivers and and now it becomes time to to start to look at the team's overall roster construction as another problem. And and then, and to address that, and to address that issue, it's 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 smart to to look at the guy who is both the coach and the general manager of the team, and that's and that's obviously Bill Belichick. And I know lots of Patriots fans, or at least some Patriots fans, are big defenders of Belichick, and are reluctant to criticize him. And while I do generally agree with that, and it's undeniable that Belichick has has over two decades worth of of accomplishments with the Patriots, he should still he should still not be given a free pass for for several years worth now of subpar roster construction, and you can obviously point to. To various ill-advised draft picks of his, whether it be Nikhil Harry, wide receiver in the first round in 2019, uh, you can you can point to the aforementioned Cole Strange pick in 2022. You can point to various defensive backs they've picked in drafts, whether it be Jordan Richards, or or more recently Duke Dawson, Joan Williams in the same draft as Nikhil Harry. There, it's safe to say that that the misses are starting to pile up and that and that obviously reflects very poorly on Belichick. And the and the and the interesting thing about the setup with Belichick in New England is obviously with him as the GM and the coach. He not only picks the players, but he coaches the players. So sometimes it's tough to say whether the team struggles are more based on Bill Belichick's GM work or Belichick's ability to, to perhaps coach players. How, however, the main thing I go back to on this on this debate is, regardless of whether you're someone who says he's a bad GM, he is slipping as a coach, or both are the case. Again, the common denominator here is that he is in control of the team's entire football operation. 
And so, whichever way, whichever way you slice it, the team's problems fall back on Belichick. And I think that is not something that should be lost on the fans, on the team's media, and on the team's on the team's media. And I know it is not lost on the team's media because the team's media has been all over Belichick. And, and it is also something that, most importantly, it is also not something that should be lost on Patriots owner Robert Kraft as he evaluates the best possible direction to move forward with this team. And now look, I'm not saying fire Belichick, I'm not saying trade Belichick, I'm not saying trade Belichick to the commanders for a third round pick and, and, and start all over. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying. I believe the team's situation has reached a critical mass to the point where, where, where the team's ownership does need to take a step back and look at, is Belichick the best possible person they could have, not only picking the players, but also coaching the players and making in-game decisions that, that are directly tied to the outcome of these games, which they are losing very frequently. I think... I think it's only natural to say that that has to be looked at, and I think Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, the team's upper management, is going to look at that. And now, and now, I'm not going to sit here in late in late November and give any predictions on on what I think should happen with Belichick or what I think will happen with Belichick, because because there are still six more games left in this in this in this season. That are going to have a big impact on, on whichever on whichever decision the team ultimately ends up making. The point is, it it has reached a point. It it has reached a point where I do believe it's time for Kraft to take a serious look at the at the man who happens to be both the GM and coach of the team. And now moving along to what possible changes could could be made to the teams to the teams to the teams roster it is well documented that all all good teams start with a high-end quarterback it is exceedingly rare for a team in the NFL to to be able to win lots of games win playoff games and ultimately go on Super Bowl runs if they do not have an elite level quarterback and the Patriots right now most certainly are nowhere in the stratosphere anywhere on their roster of having in of having an elite level quarterback and so to me regardless of if Belichick stays here next year is coaching elsewhere next year or retires next year the overarching number one priority for this team has to be to meaningfully upgrade that quarterback and that could be a veteran free agent acquisition uh, perhaps a guy like Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield. That could mean moving to to the trade market and looking at players like Arizona's Kyler Murray. Although he has a, a very cumbersome contract, he, he is a very talented quarterback. And so I believe that's an option worth looking at. Or that could also mean or that could also mean looking towards the draft and again, the team is projected to have a very high pick, 
top three pick, that seems like a a good chance that ends up happening. And and there are two quarterback prospects, as many people know, in this upcoming draft, who are generally seen as the consensus top two quarterbacks in this draft, and also perhaps the top two consensus overall prospects in the 2024 draft. Those are Caleb Williams, the quarterback from USC, and Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina. And both players, I believe, would 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 serve as meaningful upgrades to to the Patriots quarterback room and meaningful jolts of life into the organization, if you will. As players who step in from day one with tangible upside, strong athletic traits, strong arm strength, big arm strength, ability to, ability to extend plays, ability to move around, and the ability to, quite honestly, do many of the things that Mac Jones is, through no fault of his own, not able to do. And so those would serve as a type of upgrade that, that the Patriots should pursue and that, and that I think it's, it is very likely they will ultimately pursue. Now, now of course, the team also should have a, a close eye and a strong urgency to upgrade at the wide receiver spot, as well as an eye on how they could upgrade the offensive line. And also the team's two starting tight ends, Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, are, are both slated to hit unrestricted f- unrestricted free agency this offseason. So it would also behoove the Patriots to to look to look whether it be in the free agent market or again in the draft, depending on if they re-sign Gasecki or Henry or both or neither. I think it will be smart for the Patriots to look at getting one or two tight ends to add to next year's roster who are not currently in the building as well. So overall, the team is in a is in a, a troublesome spot with a very poor record, very poor talent on the roster, especially on the offensive on the offensive side of the ball, and lots of questions about what the team's going to look like. And again, as I've been trying to emphasize here today, it is not yet time to to start making predictions about about what will happen. However, I believe it is most certainly time to start seriously discussing the the flaws with this team and and to outline the various ways in which in which the Patriots could go about addressing these issues. So so that is all for the first episode of the Boston Beat. Thank you very much for joining us here today. And the next episode coming your way not long after this one. We'll switch gears to the baseball team in town, the Boston Red Sox, for a little discussion about their subpar past few years and what moves they could make in the current offseason to elevate themselves back to contender status.